What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. Back at it. Excited. Had a great weekend of football. Awesome National Championship Monday. Well, we'll explain that a little bit later. It was awesome. Might have looked like a blowout, but it was awesome. A lot to discuss today. So I'm just going to get right to it. We're just going to jump right in. We're going to start with some recap. Playoff football, wildcard weekend. Uh, We went two and two here at Take It or Leave It with only three points in between us going 4-0. It was a heartbreaker. It, it, was like, it was like when you are trying to make a green light and you see it. It's like, I was like, oh, we're so close. And then it turns red at that point where you can't make it. So you have to stop or you're running, or you're running a red light. But it's at that perfect time where you have to slam on the brakes and you're like, you're flying forward. If there's anybody in the car, they're like, what are you doing? It was just, we were so close to going 4-0. I'm pretty bitter about it, but that's okay. Let's jump right into it. We're going to start with the Colts and Texans. What happened? We were right. First of all, we picked the Colts. It looked pretty easy for them, um, but but not for the reasons I thought it would be. It, it wasn't Andrew Luck tearing him up. He, he had a decent game, but but Marlon Mack, goodness gracious. We, we said it here. I, I did say last week, he's a great running back. He looks really good. Young kid. I didn't, I didn't expect that. 148 yards on 6.2 yards per carry and a touchdown. And the Colts as a team had 200 yards rushing. I mean, it was just a phenomenal. It was your perfect playoff game. It was They put on the performance. Defense looked great, held Houston to seven points, and then 200 rushing yards. Just That's playoff football. It's cold. It's a little harder to throw the football, a little harder to catch the football. So you just pound it down their throats and – and light it up with defense and and rushing the ball. It was it was great. Uh, the Texans, what did they do wrong? Well, I'll tell you, Watson did not look good. He's looked really good this whole season. Did not look good on Saturday. 4.8 yards per pass, 59% completion rating, and a QB rating of, I'm sorry, 59% completion percentage and a QB rating of 69.7. It's not going to get it done. And their defense, that, that Jadeveon Clowney, J.J. Watt combo, Zero sacks, one tackle for loss, and only hit Andrew Luck four times. That's that number one offensive line in the league going to work for the Colts. Just keeping Mac, or I'm sorry, keeping Luck upright and allowing Mac to go for that 148 yards. So, so that's it. I mean, that game was easy. Colts they only scored 21 in the first half. Didn't really score anything after, but but that's all they needed to do. Defense took over in the second half, and just that was game. Seahawks Cowboys. Pretty simple there as well. Seahawks are the number one rushing team in the league, and they got held to 73 yards. Cowboys' defense is for real. We said it here. They're nasty. They're fast. They're everywhere. Their linebackers are fast. Their D-line is fast. And they were all over the field. They were they covered phenomenally, which is not something that they're really known. Like, they're coming into their own as a cover football team. Their, their pass defense is getting better, but... It's not something I expected as, as to be a factor. And I mean, Russell Wilson, there was times I was watching him back there, and I'm like, I, I looked at a, at a buddy of mine, we're watching the game. He's actually going to be on the show today, super excited. He's going to be our first guest. I looked at him, I said, is anybody open? Because Russell Wilson isn't timid with, when throwing the football. He's deadly accurate. He's got, a, he's got an arm. He can scramble, and he was scrambling all day, and he wouldn't throw the football. And I was like, there, there's nobody open. The, the Cowboys are holding... Not not holding, but they are covering the Seattle Seahawks. There's nobody open. Russ has nowhere to go with the ball. Not to mention they were uh, the Seahawks were only two of thirteen on third down. That's that's a lot to do with the Dallas uh, Dallas defense. They just did they they did so well. Dallas's defense is for real. And then Zeke, what did we say? Again, I I said this. I was wrong on this game. I picked the Seahawks to win. But what did I say were the factors for the Cowboys winning? I said Zeke has to go 120-plus rushing yards. He got 137. I said Dak has to get the ball to Amari Cooper. (laughs) He got the ball to him seven times. He tried to get it to him nine, so nine attempts. This is Dak's QB stats when going to Cooper. Seven of nine, 106 yards, 77.7 completion percentage, and 115.7 QB rating. He did exactly what I said he had to do. He got Amari Cooper the football. He didn't get in the end zone, but... He got him the football. They they their combo was beautiful. 
beautiful, and I expect them to do it for the rest of their playoff run. Uh, they di- they dominated Seattle. We already went over this. They they dominated Seattle on third down, held them uh, to two of thirteen on third down, and uh, and held them to seventy three yards rushing. That's the number one rushing de- team, uh, number one rushing offense in the league, held to seventy three yards. And then this is just an interesting stat about Zeke going forward for these playoffs. Just, just something to think about, and, and even in his career, when Zeke rushes for hundred more yards, Dallas is seventeen and four since he came into the league. When he rushes for 120 plus, 12 and 2. And when he rushes for 130 plus yards, Dallas is 10 and 0. Feed Zeke. You want to get to a Super Bowl, which I don't think this team is ready for the Super Bowl. I don't think they're there. They're young on defense. Feed Zeke if you want to have a chance at getting to the Super Bowl. Feed him. Just he, he he's a monster. Let's move on to Chargers Ravens. We got this one right. Thought the Chargers would, Chargers would win. Don't let the score fool you. Ravens came back in garbage time. Chargers had it in the bag. I got a little nervous at the end. Lamar Jackson started making some plays, but the Chargers knew what they were doing. And they finished how they started it. They started it hitting Jackson in the mouth. He couldn't go anywhere with the football. He was jittery. He even had a, a perfect snap go right through his hands. I mean, Melvin Ingram was all over him. Recorded two sacks on the day. Uh, the Bolts' defense in general recorded seven sacks, hit the QB 10 times, only allowed 229 yards. I mean, geez, Louise, they, they just played great. And on the other side of the ball, the Ravens' defense kept them in that ball game and actually played really well. Held Gordon, that's Melvin Gordon, to 40 yards rushing, held Rivers to 160 yards passing, no touchdowns. Uh, it was just the offense. Jackson couldn't do it. He played really well at the end. He had two beautiful drives at the end of 75 yards and 80 yards. Almost got him back into it, but ended with a fumble. Hate to see it, but he's young. He's got a bright future ahead of him, and we expected it. We called it. We said on this show a week ago that that's what would happen. He's young. He's going to be nervous. Chargers defense is a lot to handle in your first playoff game ever, and, and that's exactly what happened. But look at this. This Ravens defense. I want to. I want to list the Chargers scoring drives for you. These are all six of the of the Chargers scoring drives for you. Twelve yards for a field goal. Seven yards for a field goal. Thirty-seven yards for a field goal. Fifty-eight yards for a field goal. Sixty yards for a touchdown, and sixteen yards for a field goal. That Ravens defense, if they can keep them intact, keep doing what they're doing, and they can they can bring Lamar Jackson along on his passing journey. This team is going to be good for a few years now. There's a few older guys on the defense, so they got to make some replacements here pretty soon. But if they can keep that defense looking the way it does and then bring Lamar Jackson on as a quarterback, as a passing quarterback, this team will be in a Super Bowl sooner rather than later. Let's move on to the Eagles at Bears. This box score screamed defense. I mean, the game ended 16-15, low-scoring game. Uh, man, there's one moment I have, I noted, I took note of, that I think the Bears could have taken advantage of, specifically Mitch Trubisky, and it looked on the outside as a good throw. It was second and three from the Philly 35, 36 seconds left in the first half. Trubisky throws the ball to his receiver, Miller, and it hit him It hit him in the breadbasket, all right? But if you look closely, Miller has to slow down and kind of turn his body for this ball, and that allowed Cravon LeBlanc, to make a play on the football for the Eagles. He ripped the ball out. It was called incomplete. It was reviewed, and it remained. Now, if Trubisky would have put another yard and a half on this football, and I know that sounds like a that sounds like I'm getting petty with this, but that's, that's the NFL quarterback. You have to be that detailed. That's Drew Brees. That's Tom Brady. That's Aaron Rodgers. And that's not Trubisky. Again, we've said it before. He's marginal. Under Nagy, he's a good player with a with a not-so-great head coach, offensive mind coordinator, he's marginal, okay, because that football is underthrown. That, that, Miller was open for a touchdown. It's, that's a touchdown play if he puts the ball in the money. Um, we'll move on. I don't want to stay – I don't want to bash Trubisky. He played a good game. Um, they, they, the Bears won the turnover battle. This is something weird that you don't see often, especially in the playoffs. They won the turnover battle 2-0. to zero. They got two picks on Nick Foles. Didn't give the ball up at all. They just couldn't get in the end zone. And I'll put a little bit on that nag on on, on Nagy. It's first year head coach. 
Uh, I know I've been kind of praising him a lot lately. I do love him. I still love him. I, I'd love to have him with the Miami Dolphins. Obviously not going to happen, but I put a little bit on that him. The offense looked good. They just couldn't get in the end zone, okay? They couldn't get in the end zone. That's huge in the playoffs. Points. You can say defense wins championships all you want, but that defense played close to flawless, and they're not going to the championship. On the Eagles side, as we predicted last week, defense was fantastic. We knew they they were starting to turn it on the past couple games, and we knew they'd turn it on for the playoffs. They're veterans. They looked really good. And the offense did what they needed to do. Uh, they had a great 12-play, 60-yard drive at the end of the game. Now, 60-yard drive isn't typically, oh, that's a great drive. But the, in the manner they did it, with such little time left, but they put the ball in the end zone with less than a minute left. Uh, that's huge. Nick Foles is still doing his thing, still producing that magic that we saw last year. And it's going to be hard to pick against these guys again because Nick has just something about Playoff Nick, man, he's now 4-0 in the playoffs, and he's 4-0 in his past four games this season. He's something about him. It's weird. And we can't forget missed field goal by Cody Parkey. Timeout, back it up, rewind. It was tipped, people. Get off this kid. I know he missed 10 during the season, tied for the worst in the league. Get off of him, okay? It was tipped at the line, and it still almost went in. Okay, he got a good ball off. He got a good kickoff, get off his back. Eagles win. They're going on. All right, let's bring it to NCAA National Championship game. I thought it was a great game. I thought it was fun to watch. Many people that enjoy good games probably didn't, probably thought 44 to 16, that's boring, that's not fun. Well, let's dive into that. And then, of course, there's the people, there's the Bama haters who just loved every minute of it. I decided two to three years ago I'm not going to hate on anything in sports, no matter who the organization is. Um, I stopped hating on the Patriots. I'm going to enjoy greatness. I stopped hating on LeBron. I want to enjoy greatness. Stopped hating on Alabama. I'll just enjoy greatness. And Alabama was not great in this game. They didn't coach well. But I will say their 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 performance overall was not as bad as the score appears. I mean, let, let's look. They had 443 yards of offense, okay? Their offense was moving the ball. They just couldn't get in the end zone. And Clemson was a different defense from the 20 to the goal line than from the 20 to the 20. Bama was moving the ball. And then they would get to the red zone, and Clemson turned it on. It was something to behold. Now, Clemson, or I'm sorry, Bama did lose the turnover battle. They were also awful on third down. Those two are huge stats, specifically in big games. And on top of that, they they didn't make Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable once. And I and I'm not using hyperbole. He was not sacked once, and he was not hurried a single time. No QB hurries, no sacks. This is Bama. They are known for rugged defense. Get after you. Not a single sack, not a single hurry. Lawrence put on a show on the other side. Clemson looked good. 20 of 32 for Lawrence. 347 yards, three touchdowns. Now, some of that is bolstered by great wide receiver play. He was bailed out a couple of times. But overall, he looked he looked 19 years old, guys, freshman. He looked good. Justin Ross, another freshman, his go-to wide receiver this game. Six receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Let me repeat myself. They are both freshmen. They will be together for at least one more season. The defense, of course, was amazing. Holding Bama again to four out of 13 on third down and winning the turnover battle. But all I'm saying is look at the stat sheet. Look at the time of possession. Look at the yards. Look at the rushing yards. It was not as much of a blowout as the score says. It w- Now, the score says blowout. I, I'm not saying it, it doesn't. It says blowout. But that's why if you felt yourself watching this game as an unbiased party, you thought to yourself, this is 
a really fun game to watch. It's because it felt like a good game. It felt close. Bama was driving down. Clemson was driving down. Clemson has a big play. Bama has a big play. The difference is Clemson got the ball in the end zone, and Bama could not. They just couldn't. Clemson's red zone defense was absolutely absurd. Moving on, we're going to swing back to the NFL. I know I'm going back and forth. Like I said, it's hard to get into basketball right now with football going on, so I'm just going to I'm going to stick to football, man. Um, back to the NFL. I want to break down a few coaching hires, okay? Not a few. I'm going to break down all the ones that have been that have that have been finalized so far. And I'm going to see I'm going to give you reasons why I like some I'll give you some reasons I like them, why I don't like them, but but we're going to break these down and see where we're at. So we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns. They hired Freddie Kitchens. Now, if you would have asked me last week, and I almost did a segment on it until this hire, which job was the most appealing if for head coaches that are interviewing? I would have said the Browns. Young defense, pretty, pretty stacked on defense. They got some studs on defense. And a young offense with awesome skill players, great running backs, and a quarterback who I think is special. I think he's very good. I like Baker. And apparently it's not, it was not that desirable because I didn't hear of many big names even being interested in the job. All of a sudden it was, oh, they're hiring Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> now, let's give you some stuff on Freddie Kitchens. He has never been hired as a coordinator. Never been hired as a coordinator. Now, he has coordinating experience. He has, let me clarify, he has eight games of coordinating experience. For the Browns this year when they got rid of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. So eight games of coordinating experience, never hired as a coordinator, not even by the Browns. Now I could stop there and say this doesn't look good, but what do we know about Freddie Kitchens this season with the team that he has? We know this, Baker must like him. They wouldn't have hired him if Baker didn't like him because Baker's their future and they're buying in on Baker. Baker likes him. We know that before Freddie Kitchens took over the offense, Baker Mayfield was eight touchdowns. He threw eight touchdowns and six picks with a 78.9 QB rating before Freddie Kitchens took over the offense. After Freddie Kitchens took over the offense, Baker threw 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions for 106.2 rating, significantly better, and he was better almost immediately. He had one average game and then two games in a row with three-plus touchdowns and no picks. Okay, he, he was better immediately. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, who is this Freddie Kitchens guy that's never had a coordinator position getting hired while Greg Williams, who was the interim head coach for the Browns, that led them to 5-3, and three, is getting kicked to the curb. I'm not going to say that, and I'm not going to say, oh, this Freddie Kitchens guy, he's going to suck. I'm not going to say that. I actually think this will work in the short term. Because Baker will not have to learn a new offense. They're going to stick with Freddie Kitchens' offense. And if he gets a good defensive staff around him, I think this does work, personally. I think it works. Um, and, and you you know by my last, my, if you listened last week, that I'm not usually in for these guys that have no experience. But but here's the catch. I'm not in for these guys that have either no experience or little experience and no nothing to show for it. They, they have no results. This guy's at least got, you know, he's got eight games, not much. I don't like that. But he's got results. Baker looked really good under him. I mean, imagine him with, for a whole season under that guy. He looked really good. So, so we're going to let it play out. If he gets a good defensive staff around him that can cultivate what they have on defense, I think it works. Let's move on. Broncos hire Vic Fangio. Now, I lo- I'm going to say right off the bat, I love this hire because it's everything I like. And I'm going to put my stamp on it. I'm going to say I like it. It's going to work. They're going to look good next year, specifically on offense. Now, okay, maybe not next year. Broncos don't have much to work with on offense. They they don't have a franchise quarterback, so it's going to take some time. But I think that defense immediately looks better. Vic Fangio is the opposite of every coach I talked about last week and some of the coaches I'll talk about this week that have either little experience and no and no results or uh, you know no results with the experience they have. He has experience and results, all of it. 49ers defensive coordinator from 2011-2014. They were top five in the league all four years in a row that he was their defensive coordinator. That's four years of experience as a coordinator, four years of wonderful results. Top five. Now, I'm not saying every year they were five. Some years they were three. Some years they were one. 
They were just top five every single year he was there. Top five or better. Then he was the Bears defensive coordinator from 2015 until this year, bringing them from 30th in the league in defense when he took over to third this year, and they got better every year. Okay, they look so good. I mean, if you didn't watch, and even in loss, even in defeat this past weekend, that defense was cooking. Okay, he can coach his butt off. The problem is. They better get a good offensive staff around him, and they better get a franchise quarterback because the guy is going to have the defense. That defense still has players, and he can develop players as well. So they are going to have the defense right. They've got to get an offensive staff around him that can pick up the slack on the other side of the ball. Jets. (laughs) This is hilarious. We just talked about this last week. Jets hire Adam Gase over Mike McCarthy. So we talked about Adam Gase last week. You know how I feel about him. It's not proven he's even a good coordinator, let alone a head coach. They took him, and this is assuming, I get why, this is assuming Sam Darnold liked Gase better than McCarthy. So I get Sam Darnold probably had a big say in this. Look, I, McCarthy's not the young, hip guy. Gase is. He's still in his 30s, might have just turned 40. And McCarthy is kind of old and outdated. Um, that's at least the feel around the league. But they chose Gase, who has nothing on tape that he is a good coordinator besides his Peyton Manning years, which we cannot take seriously because Peyton Manning. And they passed up Mike McCarthy, who had five successful offensive coordinator seasons with the Saints from 2000 to 2004, 12 years of head coaching experience total, won over 61% of his games as a head coach with the Packers, you might say, oh, he had Aaron Rodgers, and uh, how, how can you bash Adam Gase when he had Manning and not McCarthy when he had Rodgers? Uh, I don't want to hear it. Gase also had a great defense helping him out there. Now, it, it was just McCarthy and Rodgers. Now, their Super Bowl year, yes, they had a good defense. But all that, the rest of that winning, it's McCarthy and Rodgers. Nine playoff berths in his time with the Green Bay Packers including eight in a row from 2009 to 2016 and a Super Bowl ring. I don't get how you pass that up for Adam Gase. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And we'll see. Where, and McCarthy's sitting the year out. So we'll see who, who gets him. Who, and I think whoever gets him is going to get a catch. I think he can still coach. I think his time was up in Green Bay. Him and Rodgers just got on each other's nerves a little bit. And sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Sometimes it's just... When you've been together for that long as a coach and a quarterback, now we're obviously Tom Brady and Bill Belichick don't need that, but they're not like the rest of us humans, okay? Moving on, Packers hire Matt LaFleur. This is my least favorite hire. He's had two years of coach of experience as an offensive coordinator in this league. One was under Sean McVay, so of course it looked successful, but he had zero control over the play calling, okay? McVeigh is calling that show. And his only other year of experience as an offensive coordinator was this year coaching the Titans O. They went from 19th in points scored last year to 27th this year and 23rd in yards last year to 25th. So they got worse in every category. Why is he getting the opportunity to coach Aaron Rodgers? Maybe it's because he's been said to not have a great leadership personality. That was actually said about him from someone that coached with him. They said he's, a, he's very bright, very smart, knows offense, but he's not a great leader. Maybe that's why. Maybe they just want someone to stay out of Aaron Rodgers' way, give him the playbook, install the offense, and let Aaron Rodgers do his thing. That could be it, and it could work. I don't think it does. I think it's a wreck. Cardinals hire Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. Is is this another Cliff Kingsbury? Is there somebody else? Or is it the same Cliff Kingsbury that went 35 and 40 at Texas Tech, 13 and 16 at Texas Tech with Pat Mahomes as his starting quarterback and lost Baker Mayfield because after Baker won the job as a freshman, played really well, got hurt, he didn't give him the chance to win his job back over Davis Webb. 
Is that the Cliff Kingsbury we're talking about? Enough said. I don't think it's going to work. And lastly, my favorite hire, Bruce Arians to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a good hire, and usually the Bucs aren't making good decisions, and they are on the right track with this one. Bruce Arians was first an offensive coordinator in 2001. The man knows what he's doing. He's been in football a long time. He was the Browns' offensive coordinator from 2001 to 2003. He was the Steelers' offensive coordinator from 2007 to 2011. And they averaged the 14th in the league and won a Super Bowl. Now, 14th average is not great. A couple of those years, they were closer to 20, and a couple, they were in the top 10. But he's coached Big Ben, and he's had success, and he has a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. He coached coached the Colts as offensive coordinator and their interim head coach in 2012. They were 10th in offense, and they got a playoff berth in Luck's first season as a pro. Oh, yes. Luck also made the Pro Bowl under Bruce Arians' offense as a rookie. Moving on to the Cardinals. When Bruce Arians coached them from 2013 to 2017, he was the head coach. He was 49-30. and 30. Carson Palmer's career was revived, and he had his best years of his career, and he won 61% of his games as head coach, did Bruce Arians. He can coach. He's good at what he does. He's a man. He's a good hire. And I think if they're going to take one last shot at this Jameis Winston thing, who, by the way, I'm not a Winston hater. I don't love his personality. I don't love his decision-making on and off the field. But I think he's got loads of talent, possibly one of the higher ceilings out of any of the young quarterbacks in the league. And it is just untapped. That potential is untapped. Bruce Arians could do it. If he revived Carson Palmer's career in his in his later age as a player, what could he do with this young kid? Let's see. I'm excited to find out. And with that, we have our very first guest on Take It or Leave It. I'm so excited to introduce you to my best friend, Easton Gray. Thank Give him you, a warm man. welcome. Thank you. That live studio audience that we heard last week, <laughs> it's just me again. Definitely appreciate the uh, the introduction and everyone coming out for the live viewing. So I mean, it's a packed house. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, yeah. I mean, we even have one special guest that flew in from India. I mean, oh how crazy gosh. is that? Right. And she's... Where is she? I'm not here, actually. So, <laughs> all right, let's jump right to it. Easton's gonna help me out with our kind of our weekly thing that we're gonna be we're gonna be doing during the the professional football season. We'll probably start it for the NBA playoffs, but uh, we're, we're gonna do our pick 'em. Uh, we're gonna do all four games again. Four great games this weekend. Uh, we decided, Easton, you're a avid Minnesota Vikings fan. Yes, skull, skull. So he's gonna stick to the NFC. I am an avid heartbroken dolphin fan and so i'm going to stick to the afc here we go we'll start with colts at chiefs so last week we looked at the team's past four games this week we're going to look at past five because they added another one to the resume colts are now five and oh last five games they like beat em. the tech yeah they are they're, they're rolling they are rolling they beat the texans twice playoff team okay won their division and they crushed the cowboys 23 to zero huge Okay. 23-0. And yep. we see how the Cowboys are rolling. Held them scoreless. Their defense is young. They're fast. They're aggressive. They look good. Now, I do have kind of tips that I think the Colts have to do in order to win this game. This one could be kind of obvious. They have to outscore the Chiefs. Well, duh. It's, it, it, that's hearing how you, you say that, it doesn't sound possible. But it, you No, know, you're right. But It's kinda, what they need to do. Kind of the duh moment is like, that's how you win is by outscoring the other team. I mean, look at the Rams-Chiefs game. That that was that came down to the wire. It was just it was a shootout back and forth. Now I don't think that's going to be this game. No, but, absolutely but what I, not. What I mean by outscore is I don't think their defense can stop. Now the, the Colts have good defense, eleventh in the league, mm-hmm. and they got better over the season. So if you look at their last and eight they're weeks, they're still looking good. They do, and if you look at their past eight weeks, 
they're better than 11th in their past eight weeks. I don't have the number on me. I think it, I think they were like seventh in the in the last eight weeks of the season. But they can't stop the Chiefs. Okay. Now on the other end, though, the Chiefs have the 31st defense in the league. And Andrew Luck is doing something right They're now. They're not going to stop the Colts, okay? So it's not going to be Rams-Chiefs, but it'll be similar, I think. I, uh, we'll see. I, just, I, I think the, the Colts defense really needs to stop the Chiefs, I would say, at least once. You know, it, with, with the exchange of, of possession, you know, whoever gets it first and gets it after half, you know, start a third quarter. If they can stop them at least once, I don't think the Chiefs can stop the Colts every single drive. That or... Stop their big plays, yeah, or 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 a few of them because that's the Chiefs' offense. Tyreek Hill has to be under and and we see another thing I have here is if if the Colts can run the ball effectively like they did last week, they keep the Chiefs' offense off the field. They give their defense rest to stop those big plays. Eat up the time, and but but that's the thing is they can't just run effectively and punt. They can't or or, or kick field goals. Field goals aren't going to win this game no. for the for the Colts. They got to run the ball effectively and score touchdowns now. We'll jump to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are three and two in their past five. Two of those wins, two of their three wins, the Raiders. The Chiefs don't look good in their past five games. Now, I'm not down on the Chiefs. Do you have, do you have the scores of those games or not? I don't. Uh, okay. They beat the, the Raiders. I know one was 38 3. Okay. I don't know. The first one was close. It was a one score game. But two of those three wins in their last five games against the Raiders, not good. Now, the Chiefs do have the number one ranked offense in the league. We know this. That's in scoring and yards, and they are the, I don't know if you knew this, Easton, third all-time offense in the history of the NFL, this, this offense. Third all-time offense third, in the history of NFL. Third, off, third ranked offense in the history of the NFL. The Chiefs, what they need to do to win is what they have done all season, play with tempo, and don't let this young Colts defense get going, because when they get going, they eat. Okay, they're, they're good. They just need to keep up the, the same, like you said, the same momentum that they have all year. I mean, the Chiefs, they, they can't be stopped. I mean, he, Pat Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns this, 50 touchdowns. this season. That That's insane. If they play with that momentum and that tempo and fast pace, big plays, they will win this game. Now, I have literally, if you look at my notes, I have this is the only pick section that's still blank. I don't know who to pick. I'm going to go oh. with someone right now, okay. and I'm going to stick to Let's it. Let's hear it. The Chiefs have had really bad luck in the playoffs. They have they history, actually this is a crazy stat. They lost a playoff game to the to the Steelers. I, I think it was two years ago. Might have been a little more. They lost a playoff game to the Steelers, in which the Chiefs scored two touchdowns and the St- the Steelers scored zero touchdowns. And the Steelers won that game. On Due field to, goals. Okay. On field goals. On field goals. Okay. I'm taking the Chiefs, even though... Oh, he said it. I did. There it is. Even there, though his, they've uh, had bad luck, I think okay. this is Andy Reid's year. Okay. Too much firepower. Defense sucks. It, yeah, it's it's rough. But they don't really have a, a go-to running back anymore, and that's going to put it on Pat Mahomes. He's got to make plays, and I think he will. All right. I'm 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 going to go opposite of you here. I, I, I mean, I, ah! I don't like to because 100% I'm an offensive guy. I mean that those those are the people I watch. That's the stats I do. I love watching play calls and playmaking. Andy Reid is a genius, but I mean th- this the saying "defense wins championships" is there for a reason. The Colts have a great defense. I I just think with the way Andrew Luck is playing, the way the Colts are playing, the way their defense is playing, yeah, they I don't think that they can be stopped right now. Okay, I mean. Maybe a- whoever they match up against next, maybe. But right now in this game, I don't I don't think that the Chiefs have uh have a good enough defense to I don't disagree scoring. with you. I want to take the Colts so bad. I just feel it this year for the for the for the Chiefs. I it could be it. it very well could be. No, no, no. it probably won't be though. You've killed me in pickums this year in college. Yeah, I mean, in college pickums. I don't know. NFL's a little different, but I should have probably went with you. I'm sticking Chiefs. You're Pat going Mahomes Colts. Could throw for 10 touchdowns this game. It's possible. He's he's, he's unreal. That good. He's unreal right he's now. That good. It is but, colder. Uh, yeah, a little harder to catch, a little harder to throw, but but we'll see. We're gonna move on to Cowboys and Rams. That leads off with Easty. All right, so here we go, Cowboys Rams. Um, great transition is that twenty three to zero loss to the Colts. That that was week fifteen, rough, less than a month ago. That's week in the middle 15. of their hot streak. In the middle yeah. of the Cowboys hot streak. Exactly. Okay, but I want to throw a stat out here real quick. That's that's going to shake things up a bit. Cowboys are eleven six on the season, including the postseason. Um, six losses on the season. Five of those were road games, so they were three and five on the road. 
They're going to play the Rams in the Rams' home stadium. I mean, three, three and five on the road, five or six losses on the road. Not okay. They're not looking good for the road. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they like let's go back to week 15 uh, where they played the Colts that lost 23 nothing. were held scoreless. I mean, Dak didn't put up bad stats, but he didn't put up good stats. I mean, with zero um, points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, without the scoring, I mean, you know, he he was 24 for 39, 206 sure. yards. Sure. I mean, 206 yards sure. in a game, it's not terrible. Yeah, so not, not too many yards, but... They were just stuck in no man's land. Yeah. And, you know, Zeke, 18 carries, 87 yards. It bottled up. I mean, for, for him, that's bottled up. Yeah. For sure. Yep. 4.8 average on the yards, but it, again, zero touchdowns, no scores. Um, and uh, Dak threw an interception there. I mean, he's he he's playing with an elite team, but not quite playing as an elite quarterback. And I think that's going to be some trouble for him here. Yeah, which I'm not sure he is an elite quarterback. But I I, I don't think I don't think he is. I think he has potential. He, he just whatever hump he's stuck with, he he can't get over it, mm-hmm. and he's just having trouble getting to that next level. Um, and then we'll jump to week 17. Uh, which so I was reviewing their last loss and now this is their last win was against the Giants. They won thirty six thirty five, and still, that's not a great win against a team that hasn't been doing that well this season. And uh, the only reason they won is because in the last minute they went for a two point conversion and they struggled in that game. Struggled now Absolutely. that is a big rivalry, but I mean it's I the mean Dak put up similar numbers. I mean not. Not too similar. I mean, he threw... Uh, He's pedestrian. He was 27 of 44, but that time he threw for uh, 387 yards, so it's actually 180 yards. Okay. Uh, was for four touchdowns. Wow. Um, they didn't have Zeke, so the total rush, uh, total rushes that they had, I mean, not including Dak's four scrambles sure. for zero yards, um, they had they had 18 carries for 51 yards, 2.8 average, and one touchdown. You can also pin that on the on this, which the defense is great, but we can pin that game a little bit on the defense. If, if your offense puts up stats like that, and then yeah. we'll, we'll, how, many, how many points? You said 35? Uh, 36, 36. 36. Yeah, they won 36, yeah, You put 35. up 36 points, and you barely beat the Giants. That's that doesn't. That's not good on your defense. Of course, you know, Saquon's good, but... Yeah, you know. yeah exactly. But uh, two things, I, or one thing I want to point out about both these games um, is, that's going to be huge in this Rams game, if this is another shootout here, like we're talking with the Chiefs having a shootout, you know, who can get the most points, the biggest problem here I see is that they missed a field goal in both games. I mean, they only had one attempt in both games, sure. and, he, and he missed them both. And I mean, that, that, if, if you think about it in that Giants game, that's not a problem. They don't have to go for two if they have that field goal made. You know, and it changes the whole possession of the sure. game and the momentum and everything. That's huge. Sure. And it, it, isn't it ironic that these shootouts usually come down to a field goal? It's usually, like touchdown, touchdown, yes. touchdown, touchdown. And hey, then kicker, who, can, whose kick is better? Hey, hey, kicker, can you go win this for us, who, please? Who can kick a 64-yard field goal? Yeah. Who can do it better? You know, who can do it without pulling their leg? That's amazing. You know? That's amazing. You got anything on the Rams for us? Yes. Here we go. Rams were 7-1 and one at home. Uh, this season okay so the so the they're good at home yes so, so are the cowboys but but yep. when you usually have a good home team against a bad way team yeah but the rams were 13 and 3 on the season so they yeah. weren't too bad on the road either yeah exactly so but. rams have just been all around a good uh good team um but uh so let's look at their week 15 was their last loss and that was the eagles they lost uh 30 to 23 uh golf was 33 of 53 339 yards no touchdowns and interception Ugh, yeah, Goff not throwing a touchdown, that's kind of a big deal here. Especially um, when you throw a pick. you got to follow it up with at least two. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Two and then Gurley was less than stellar in that game as well. He only had 12 carries for 48 yards. We so know that all too well on yes, our fantasy yeah. team. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, our team was Gurley Fries, you know, so oh, we yeah. needed Todd Gurley to have a big game every single week, and this one was not one of them. But he did have two touchdowns. I mean, have 48 yards and two touchdowns, that's not a good stat. But... Uh, there okay so because I looked at um, looked at the uh, Cowboys kicker I had to look at the Rams as well so if it does come to that field goal um, stat he was three for three in that game Long was forty one um, then their week seventeen which was their last win uh, they played the Forty ers they won forty eight to thirty two Goff was fifteen of twenty six hundred ninety nine yards four touchdowns so went almost. 200 less yards, but had four touchdowns. Um, Efficiency, you know, that's a lot of Sean McVay. And and there's half, almost less than half the attempts. He, he attempted 26 times and had 15 completions. 15 completions and four touchdowns? 
I don't know what is happening with this offense. Dude, that These is... These stats on paper don't make sense yeah, anymore. That, you that's, know? that's what happens when sometimes you have... And I don't think... I think Goff is a good quarterback. Yep. But I don't think... It's almost like when a guy is dating a girl out of his league, I think... <laughs> I think I, I mean, think that's not a bad Jared comparison. Goff is dating a coach out of his league. Yeah. I, Sean McVay. Very well could be. I'm not trying to fanboy over him, but he's very good he's at good. what he does. And the other funny thing about this week 17, two like really big similarities between his week 15s and week 17s is uh so now now uh Gurley wasn't playing in week 17, which we know again. I think he fantasy. Yeah. Um so no Gurley. But, uh, you know, they had C.J. Anderson pulling for him. So he did 23 carries, 132 yards. I was going to say, I remember C.J. Anderson having yep. a really good game. So averaging 5.7 and had one touchdown. And again, kicker, two for two. Longest was 51 in that game. So That's Zerlin. Yeah, Zerlin. Greg Zerlin. Zerlin. Yep. He's, he's, he's a, probably the best kicker in the league, honestly. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's, got a, he's got a good foot on him. I mean, long 51, and he's two for two. So he's 100% in those, those two games that we uh, just mentioned there. But, uh, I mean, going with all these stats. Poppy, um, who you got? Okay, hold on. Before, before I got, here's another crazy stat. Only four times this season did, uh, did the Rams score less than 30 points. Four, times, four times this season. Four so times this season. 12 times this season they were over? Over 30 <laughs> points. 30 points are over. It's nasty. And one of those times, okay, let, let's listen to those scores. Uh, they won 23-20 against the Broncos. They won uh, 29-27 over Green Bay, so it's Still 29 one point. point. Yeah. Um, and then they lost to the Bears 15-6, to which who knows what happened in that game. And then they lost 30-23 to to Philly. You know what's so. absurd about that stat? Is that they were still second in scoring this year behind the Chiefs. Is that yeah. not crazy? Yeah. That's a, any other Four year, that's a number one 30. scoring defense. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right, and then uh, so to reflect on the opposite side of that stat, the Cowboys, only three times did they have 30 or more points this season. Jeez. So that means Yikes. That, 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 that means that they, they're not a scoring team. And for this to be a shootout, the Rams, it seems like the Rams have not the bag with that stat. So, I mean, the, the three times they had it was 40-7 to seven over the Jaguars, 31-23 uh, to 23 over Washington, and uh, thirty six to thirty five over the Giants. So every time they score more than thirty points, they win. You know. So I mean, in with the with um, the Rams offense, the two times that they didn't, two of the times that they didn't produce thirty points, they lost. Two of the other times they did. So I mean, the other loss was the, to the Saints, which they scored thirty five, lost forty five thirty five. But if this Rams gonna put up big numbers against this Cowboys Cowboys team. They've got it in the bag if you look at numbers wise, but this if Cowboys defense against this defense, yeah. So I mean, it, I want to hear it. I, I I've got the Rams because the Cowboys have a good front line, but with that with that last week week seventeen where he threw fifteen completions for four touchdowns, I think that's going to be the kind of style game that they're going to need against the Cowboys. I think they need to throw and against he's gonna them get it. because if you watch the Seahawks play them last week, it was it was so hard to watch because for whatever reason the Seahawks were like mm, we don't know how to throw the ball until they. Got to the second half. Yeah, and it, that that that's the way to beat them. It was weird. It, it, just such a weird game to watch. I we we are zero and two. I am gonna assume that Zeke goes for. <laughs> believe it or not, there's some studs on this Rams defense. They're twenty third in rushing. That's that's that doesn't make sense. You got Indomitian Sue and Aaron Donald. Filling the middle in your twenty third in rush defense. I'm gonna say Zeke's gonna go for another 120, 130 yards. I'm gonna say Dak has caught on. He's gonna keep throwing the ball to Amari Cooper. Okay. And I think the bye was harmful to this young team. The bye, now, the bye is they, tough. Now they were hurt. They were a little banged up, and they needed it to get healthy. But as far as being on the field, now on the other side of it. If Gurley can get the ball 16 plus, listen, this is crazy. 16, if he gets the ball 16 plus, as far as carries go, not mm-hmm. touches, okay. he gets 16 plus carries, they are 19 and 1. And that one loss in his is career. the one I mentioned. Well, in his career. So this is over the past, or I'm sorry, in the past two seasons. This okay. is the past two seasons. When he gets the ball, when oh, he carries mind. the ball 15 times or less, he they are 3 and 7. It's a huge difference. Yeah. So I think if they feed him the rock, they have a chance here. Yeah. They cannot rely too much on Goff. 
I took the Cowboys. The other thing I, I like though is when Rams. we watched the Seahawks, it, it was successful when they when they threw the ball to the the checkdown. So in having Gurley as your checkdown, he's a stud out there. And the other thing about agreed. The other thing is I even if Gurley gets the ball sixteen times, we'll see. But the Dallas defense just shut down the number one rushing attack in the league for 73 yards. So even if he gets the ball that many times, is he going to be able to make anything out of it? We'll have to see. Okay, swinging it back to the AFC, we've got the Chargers at the Patriots. I'm going to try to knock this one out pretty quickly. Chargers last five, four and one. Phillip Rivers, first of all, in this game, has to play better. Um, They were shut down by Baltimore. Now, they probably won't play another defense like Baltimore's unless they get to the Super Bowl because the Patriots are not like them. Uh, the If Indianapolis wins and the Chargers win, Indianapolis defense is pretty good, but still nothing like the Baltimore Ravens. So Rivers has to play better, and he should play better. Uh, he might not have Gordon. He is questionable. I think he will play. Gordon's my guy. But he is questionable. Two, hurt, two banged-up knees now. We'll see what happens. And if he yeah, does play, he's got to get going. Yeah. He was held to, I want to say, like 40 yards this past game. But how, how many carries did he have? Do you know that? Do you have that? I don't know off the top okay. of my head. So I felt um, like they kind of limited him. him over. It was at least 10 carries. It was I want to say it was 12 or 13. But yeah, I felt like after that that first like scare of an injury, yeah. they, they kind of limited him a little bit. And then they put him like right up the gut a couple yeah. times where I was like, I don't know if that was the right call. That's true. But uh, um, as far as the defense goes, just do exactly what they did last game. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Melvin Ingram, keep eating. I mean, he was all over Lamar Jackson. The whole defense as a, as a whole had seven sacks. If they can be in TB12's grill all day. Now, it's funny. We say, oh, he's had a bad season. So if they're in his grill, he'll, even, he'll play even worse. He's getting old. He threw 29 touchdowns, 11 picks. It was still like, by everybody else's standards, it was an average. It was, it was above average season for other quarterbacks. Yeah, it yeah. just was a bad but season for, for Brady, him. for yeah. him. For the best all time. Yeah. Yes, I said it. Best all time. It was not. That's a great coming season. from a Dolphins fan. It's coming from a Dolphins fan, but I am. I like to think of myself as sane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots the past five games, three and two. Uh, they they lost to Pittsburgh, who was reeling at the end of the season. Lost to Miami. Enough said. Nothing. That's it. And they only off the beat, Miami miracle. Uh, well, two of the games. Yeah, off the Miami miracle. Um, so they really should have beat Miami, but still Miami shouldn't have been in the game. And two of the teams they beat were the were the Bills and Jets. So last five weeks, not very impressive. Not really a strong schedule either to go off of. Uh, it, it's just, well, what I mean is two I mean, of their losses were that, bad. Yeah. Two of their losses were bad and two of their wins were bad. So, I mean, it's just like they're, yeah. it's just. I mean, there's a little rivalry with Miami, but I mean, they should still have, yeah. shouldn't have kept that close at all. Not a good five-game stretch. Now, Gronk is old. Mm-hmm. Edelman is not as productive this year. They just lost Gordon. Now he he wasn't there for the for the last game, and they still played well. But it's still that's another playmaker gone. Now they do have to put a lot on their running backs here. James White has to play well, and Sony Michelle has to run the ball well. It's going to be freezing in Foxborough. My favorite thing about this game is there's two Wisconsin running backs. You got <laughs> Melvin Gordon and James White on Wisconsin. Maybe if Melvin Gordon plays. If, if he plays, yeah. <laughs> no, Which, he, uh, I, I think he should. I think he's too competitive to not play. He, he should. Even if they're they're like thinking he's questionable, he's like, oh, I've got all that rest time. I mean, Adrian Peterson busted his knee and nine months later was right back at no, it. No, I mean, it's you true. Know, so it's, it's possible with today's you know medical field or whatever, if he gets hurt here, that he can... Be back ready for next season. No, no, he'll but, definitely uh, be back. He'll definitely next season. He'll be fine. I'm just worried about this game. We'll see if he's 100. We'll so see. I think he's going to put it all in line. Is what I'm trying to say. Is like if, even if he's questionable, he's going to go sure. out there and he's he's Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean he's trying potential. To win Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's not he's not going to. I I can all. definitely see the Patriots putting a lot of the running backs though. Check a lot of yep. checkdowns from Brady and then yep. Sony Michelle is going to get. I think he'll get 20 plus carries. But if you look at this stuff, how good the Chargers are playing, how how great the defense looks. Even though they didn't put up much against Baltimore, Baltimore's a great defense. Their offense is stacked, absolutely loaded. Everything points to a New England loss. However, TB12 is 7-0 against Phillip Rivers in his career, and New England is undefeated at home this season. I'm going New England in this game. Okay, I I want the Chargers. I like like their little story that that they got going on right now, like Melvin Gordon. Uh, he he just needs to play. He needs to play and be out there and put up put out his best. Uh, Philip Rivers is playing well. I mean, I think he he he's had the experience to where he can do it now. He just needs to really 
perform. He's got to win the big one. Yep. And then their defense just needs to step up and stop Tom. Get in Tom's face and stop him. Who you got? But I think they can do it. Chargers. Yeah, like Chargers. So we are 0 and three. We did. Uh, to be honest, to those of you listening, we didn't. We we had no idea what each other was going to say in this. So. This is all news to us. We are zero and three. We'll see if <laughs> Didn't we agree. Didn't expect it, but it, it's we'll happened. see. I, I'll be surprised if we don't agree on the next one. Uh, Let's go ahead. I can concur because they the Saints have a uh, I guess they're ESPN saying eighty point nine percent chance of a victory. Stranger here. things have happened. It, I'm not disagreeing with that, but uh, I mean this this isn't as as crazy as uh, you know the last stat with the Cowboys Eagles. I I think we're uh, five and four on the road. And Saints are six and two at home, so I mean, uh, I mean, the the big thing I want to look at here is is Nick Foles. He's he's such a wild card himself because no one knows exactly what he's capable of because you don't get enough of, of viewing him to see what's going to happen well, or what he can do well, or how that, he can perform. Even when he's starting, you don't you don't feel like. Oh my gosh, this is a great quarterback. But then you, at the end of the game, he's got three hundred yards, three touchdowns, and they've won the game. And you're like, wait, what? You it's don't remember any of his. He's not a household name. He's you don't hear Brady and think, ah, oh, he's an average quarterback. You hear Brady, like, oh my gosh, he's the best. Or you hear Nick Foles, and you're like, who? Oh, oh yeah, Nick Foles. Oh yeah, I that, forgot that Philly backup. backup. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that won know, a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That won a Super Bowl. Okay, so I mean, like you know, kind of focus on on that a little bit. Uh, I mean. Uh, the Saints beat Philly earlier this season, but it was with Wentz, and they beat him forty-eight to seven. So I mean that they they Crushed laid them. them out. Yeah, Breeze was twenty-two of thirty, three hundred sixty-three yards, four touchdowns, um, and then I just did the entire rushing of New Orleans, uh, thirty-seven carries, hundred seventy-three yards, four point seven average, and two Offense touchdowns. Rolled. That's, yeah, just all over Philly. So that scares me, not because of you know, the Nick Foles factor uh, and what their offense can do is that Saints have proved that they know how to walk over Philly. So that scares me for that. But, I mean, again, Nick Foles is a wild card. He may get the momentum swung in Philly's favor. He He's, he's 4-0 last four games. Yeah, last, last four, four games, games, he is 4-0. I mean, in his career in the playoffs, he's 4-1. But he, he's, he's still green in his experience, you know. I mean, that's not a whole lot of games. It's five playoff games. Which so, is crazy because he's been in the league so long. But he, Yeah, I think <laughs> since like 2012 or something. And he started with, with Philly and then he left for two other teams, came back, whatever. But, I mean, still, that's he only has three seasons uh, where he's experienced playoffs. One was a while back and then last year and this year. So, I mean, he doesn't have that much experience, but he seems to, to do well under pressure. Um, Drew Brees... Uh, has seven season playoff experience, seven different seasons he's been out there. Um, this this season, he seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, his completion percentage is 74% on the year. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. Unheard. That's like someone shooting 50% from the three-point line in, in the it's, NBA. It's That's just absolutely a solid absurd. stat. Um, 32 touchdowns on the year, uh, five uh, five interceptions. That's that's it in the regular turn season. The ball, yeah. Um, Good gosh. Just it it's just unreal what he's doing right now, um, you know. So I was I was trying to look over and see see what uh, New Orleans was gonna do or what kind of scheme they're gonna run. But I mean, looking back, they're they trust Brady. I mean, obviously, why shouldn't they? But they still rely on that uh, that uh, rushing game as well because I mean, week fifteen, they uh, Brady or Breeze threw it thirty five times. They ran it thirty two times through two carries. For the entire team, um, thirty-nine attempts in week sixteen. There's only nineteen carries, so they were. That's where they relied on Breeze again because that was a close game against the Steelers, thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah, and, and I've noticed that the past few games where they've kind of looked different than they did it early in the season. Yep. They have I mean, early in the season they went like a three-game tear of forty-five points plus, and it, recently the, he's not getting the help from the running game. Like the uh, uh, Kamara is still performing in the passing game but he yep. needs some help on the ground like they've got to establish a running game because mm-hmm. breeze is great but if you if the other if the defense knows you're passing every time yep. specifically this defense with Fletcher yeah. Cox and, and, and the pass rushers they have they're gonna come after you and so now that's where I come up to this stat week 17 obviously no breeze you know they've got everything in the bag they don't need to play him don't need to risk him getting hurt they play Teddy Teddy didn't play great <laughs> 14 to 22 <laughs> 
118 yards, one touchdown, one interception. You know, not stellar, but not it's not good. Just not good. Not what you need in a, in a playoff team. So if Breeze goes down, this is scary. Um, and then the rushing rushing game, they didn't have Kamara, but they still had 27 carries, 184 yards, and a touchdown. So I mean, he had a Drew Breeze performance of that, and they win that game <laughs> easily. Uh, I mean, because that they lost to the Panthers, Panthers there, 33-14. Okay. So I mean. Drew Brees, he, he's a game changer. He's he's the one that they all look up to. He's the one who carries them. I mean, you, you saw what he did this season. You know, he broke so many records, and uh, people are just looking at him like in awe. Like, who is this guy? They follow him, you know, he's, easily. He's, he's amazing. Changes the game. And then uh, if you look at the Eagles, their kind of scheme, uh, I mean, since they've had Nick Foles, that started in week 15, uh, 31 pass attempts, 30 carries by Philly, uh, 49 pass attempts, 22 carries by Philly. 33 pass attempts, 34 carries, uh, and then 40 attempts, 23 carries. So He's been throwing the football. Yeah, and he has. I mean, and if you look at his first week, week 15, zero touchdowns, one interception, but Philly's uh, running game picked it up, three touchdowns. They won 30 uh, to 23. That was over the Rams. And then, you know, they've got a good defense, so it's kind of hard for them to throw at him. So now week 16, you look at it, he threw four touchdowns. It was over the Texans, 32 to 30. Um Threw four touchdowns, rushing game, zero touchdowns. And then they only, they only had four, uh, 57 yards. 22 carries, 57 yards. Mm. Not good. But Nick Foles, the magic man, for whatever reason, when it comes to late season and playoff times, he, he just performs. Uh, week 17, um, the running game, 129 yards. That's, that's from all the Philly running backs, 129 yards. Nick Foles threw two touchdowns, one interception, 220 yard, 20, 221 yards. Not great, but enough. Um, they won twenty-four to nothing there. Uh, Philly rushing game, zero touchdowns. So, mm. well, they don't have a they don't have a rushing game. Let's be real. Yeah, they, yeah but they, they need they need it, and especially to play the Saints, they need to switch it up. They can't rely on Nick Foles completely. I know he's got some magic juju that comes out during the playoffs, but I don't think it's he gonna can be do it rough. against the Saints. It's going to be rough because even if you look at the rush, even if they try to get it, which I believe they're the 27th ranked rush offense in the league, that's the only thing the New Orleans defense does well. They're the number two rushing defense yeah. in the league. So, yeah. And then if you look at the wild card game, uh, I mean, he threw for 266 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, Philly rushing def- uh, offense, no no touchdowns. Not. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, since he started, since this four and zero, he has thrown. Was that? That's four, six, eight. He's thrown eight touchdowns, and uh, the rushing game has had three touchdowns. So he's carrying that offense. Yeah, and that's Nick not, Foles is carrying that offense. Let that resonate a little bit. So and that's scary. And he's had four interceptions. I, I got to hear five, it, Easty. It's. I mean, it's in the Superdome. Interceptions in the Superdome as well. Eight touchdowns, five interceptions against the Saints. Yeah, the the Superdome is is a hard place to play. The Saints love it. Drew Brees gets his indoor stadium, but Nick Foles does too. Um, who you got? I I can't go against the Saints. I mean, everything in me wants to say that there's a chance for Philly, just because Nick Foles is the magic man. But I can't. I can't with the sane mind say that Philly's going to win this game. I would agree. That's our one agreement. I, I, I'm going Saints. I want. I wouldn't mind seeing. I have nothing against Philly, and I wouldn't mind seeing them win and go on another tear to the Super Bowl. Four and zero in the past four games. They're not the same team as last year. They are not. They don't have the same weapons. They had somewhat of a rushing game last year. They do not have a hint of it this year. I did see this at this today. time, and and I think Breeze shows off, and I think Kamara. Has a really good game as well, and I take the Saints in the Superdome as yeah. well. I did see this today that uh, three of their big receivers are listed as questionable. The uh, Philadelphia's receivers, Golden Tate, Alshon Jeffery, both questionable and were limited in practice today. Uh, Mike Wallace was questionable, listed in uh, limited in practice yesterday, uh, Wednesday. And my best guess is at least Alshon and Golden Tate will play. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I think the, they will. it's the playoffs. But, I mean, again, them being questionable and limited in practice, I don't know if it's them trying to rest That's them. That's my guess, though. Is they're trying they're, to rest them? Yes. They're okay. trying to rest them, and when you're limited in practice, you are automatically designated as questionable. questionable yep. So that would be my guess. Okay. 
But one little fun fact here for you. I told you I was going to give you a fun fact. Here it is. All right. Nick Foles and Drew Brees uh, both played at Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. That's interesting. Came from the same high school. Wow. So they probably have a good relationship. Uh, yeah. I, I did see an interview about Drew Brees, and they talked about him. They keep in good contact. Um, Drew Brees went back for his 10-year anniversary for winning, you know, state or whatever sure. at that time. And uh, Nick Foles was the quarterback when he went back for the whole reunion. Sure. I also heard a fun fact today about Nick Foles. Oh, yeah? He... He, he says he plays with a quiet mind. He tries to play with a quiet mind in games. And, and so okay. he was asked, I believe it was, I believe it was Peter King. Might have been Greg Cosell. I forget, I forget who it was. Asked him, what do you do? What's your pregame ritual to get that quiet mind? Mm-hmm. Do you watch film? Do you go over schematics? Do you go over what you need to do? Do you kind of, some people envision what they need to do and envision themselves doing it? He said, no, I actually journal about how to be a better father. And I was like, interesting. I was like, oh my gosh, what a good guy! And yeah, then, I mean, that speaks to his character. So. And then and on top of that, that that would that would explain if he does that, and then he truly plays with a quiet mind. He just feels comfortable. That explains why. Again, I told you this earlier. I don't think I said it on air. He's statistically the best quarterback in the league when under pressure. And it's just uh, yeah, what he, I mean by he, pressure he is he's being earlier, pursued. Yeah. He a, a quarterback hurry. That yep. stat quarterback hurry. when he's being hurried by a defense. He's statistically the best quarterback in the league this year. Yeah. And again, that's only he only has six game sample, but that's just unbelievable. So I mean yeah, he's getting yeah. he's getting done what, what he's trying to get done. And even with all the magic and all the juju, I don't think he can pull it out. So I don't either. I'm going Saints. Saints. Yep. And, and honestly, if they win, great. I, I the Saints is the is the better pick. I mean, I, I think believe their their Vegas has them as a eight point favorite. And, yeah, I think I saw and then that as well. ESPN over eighty percent chance to win. I mean, it's just I don't feel comfortable taking the Eagles. You know, I mean, I don't think I, we'll I can make the argument. It'll for be a it. fun game. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I think Nick Foles will do something crazy and everyone go wild, but I think that'll be the limit of it. And the Saints will just—I think the Saints will win by two scores. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We will see. All right, that concludes our show. Thank you so much for being on, Easty. I appreciate the opportunity. Can't wait to have you on again. Yes. Yeah, it was a blast. You You will be on often. I will definitely have more guests, but he will be the guest that's on here the most. Um, That's all we got. That's the conclusion. You can take it or leave it. We'll see you guys next week.